Road by Cormac McCarthy, pages 178 to the end of the novel. We finally reach the beach when the shoreline or the coastline in this final section and this long tumultuous journey seems to be coming to an end both for the father and for obviously the reader as we approach the end of the novel. What we have to consider and keep in mind is that the son is being prepared for a life without his father, whether the father is willing to admit it out loud or even in his dreams or in his quiet moments when we are inside of his head. We have a tendency to believe that the father himself knows that he cannot be with his son forever and that we are approaching a point where there might not be any return. The quest to the coast was the goal. The quest to move south was a goal. And the boy has hope in this journey. You know, he remembers the town's names and the road's names and the rivers and these things that no longer exist. It's a forgotten, destroyed world. But yet for the father, those same moments, those things that are giving the boy hope that they exist, represent a past and a life that will no longer be lived. And we do discuss this a lot in class, this idea that what, is, what does it mean to live? We talk about the idea of survival and that what is happening in this text is, is not what we would call living. They are surviving from hour to hour. And we discussed in class that a society, when it is building upon itself, will first start the way the man and the boy are living, trying to make it from hour to hour and then from day to day and then eventually from week to week from month to month and finally from year to year. And what we would consider in modern life living doesn't really start until a society can reach that sustainability from year to year. Everything up until that point, you're still in survival mode. And we talked about this in class. How often do you think of your own survival? The answer for most people in, in, modern, in the modern world is zero. All right. So I want you to think about this as we finally meet the coast where we're not really sure what the father had in mind. We get some references that the father had or at least has some experience with boats. Maybe he had a plan that maybe sailing was an option or maybe this was just a, a thought that would get them to maybe another community. We, we don't really get a great sense of what the goal was other than the goal was to get to where they were and where they end up being. The boy desperately wants a childlike moment and he runs into the water and it's freezing cold. He comes back hysterically crying, shivering, that everything is so difficult. There's nothing, there's no breaks. There's no joy. The only joy we really see is between the father and son in these quiet, small moments where they've survive something they've overcome something but we don't see it in the way that a father would like to see his son enjoy some time just being a child we get a moment of that when they shoot the flare gun off into the night sky over the ocean but even in that moment we know well there's a risk to it showcasing where they are could be a problem and we see that later on when their cart is stolen by the man Another great scene in the text here as we approach the end is that scene when their cart gets stolen and they hunt the man down. And we see two very different 
ideas of how to handle the man who stole their cart. The boy is seeking empathy. He doesn't want to see the man punished beyond what life has already offered the man from a form of punishment, just merely existing in this wretched, horrible world. But the father wants more than that. And we just talked about this in class, that concept that the father is seeking vengeance. At times, it seems to be overkill, but he's protecting the little bit of life that he has, which is connected to his son. And his son doesn't always see these situations in that same manner. He doesn't see the fact that the cart being stolen was guaranteeing their demise. But that's what the father sees and what the father feels. The father is still connected to that old world, the old society, the old culture, where these things are life and death, and he knows that. And the boy, whether it's because of his youth or because of his unbelievable amount of empathy that he has, he tends not to see it that way. And when the father goes to that extreme and takes the man's clothing and leaving him naked in the road behind them, only to have the, the son cry enough to return the gear. But the man is already gone. And in many ways, the father understands when the boy says we've killed him, that there's so much truth behind it. We also see the banter between the father and son become not necessarily equal, but the, the son is giving more pushback. But there's still a childlike manner to him. So when he lo loses the gun temporarily in the, in the sand... And they have to go, go back and get it. And not only does it cost them time and energy, but it costs them the situation with the son when he gets sick. And that is a moment where the father is believing that this is the end. But in return, the boy, due to some of the medicine he was able to be given and just being young, was able to rebound. And their journey then continues. As they continue to move, they finally run into the situation where the father is struck by the arrow in the leg. In returning fire with the flare gun, he probably injures very badly the man who was defending the small seaside town. They take what they can, they move on, but this is truly the end of the father. The injury to the leg, we know he's not going to bounce back from. You have to imagine that disease and infection is running very high. These are not cleanly people at this time. The arrow to him in the leg cannot be the same thing. It's probably very dirty. And as the father becomes sicker and sicker, the boy, at this point, from a reader's perspective, we don't know what's going to happen to him. Regardless of the age you place on the boy, we have talked about this before, we see him as a little bit younger than he was depicted in the movie. You have to consider the fact that the boy is going to be left behind. And the father has no ability to kill his son. He knows that. And because of it, the idea of the fire keeps coming back up, which we talked about in class. It's a physical need to continue to push on. But that fire also, and what we talked about in class, represents a fire towards goodness, to do the right thing. And that might not be how everyone interprets it. But these are... Two people have tried to do the right thing, even when, they, when the father has made mistakes, it's always been with good intentions. The son being, being more apathetic, or empathetic, excuse me, than the father. 
but desperately trying to maintain this idea of goodness in a world that is so evil, so broken, so diluted of community, that when the father finally passes the way, the boy is left alone. It's a, it's a, a wretched scene. The interaction between the father and son. You're always one of the good guys. That it's a, it's a really great, a tremendously well-written interplay between the father and son. We, we talked about that in class. So we'll keep looking at it. But knowing that his father is passing away and he's dying honorably, and that the father sees his son with so much potential in a world that's full of so much wretched behavior, not knowing what the future may hold for his son, you have to. The idea of being gutted here is very easy to think about. When we finally meet the man in the parka who comes down, we get some sense of closure. The father's body is finally covered. The boy sobs, but decides to go with him. There's a trust he has to put, in, put into the world. A trust that his father might not have had. But you have to remember, in order to survive, you have to trust your instincts. In that moment when the boy stops in the road and turns and faces the man in the parka, he's putting his life in that man's hands. But if the boy stays an individual in that moment, he's not going to be able to survive. He's too young. He's too inexperienced. He's too weak. He desperately needs to latch on to a community that no longer exists. But there is this man offering a lifeline. And when he gets the boy to go with him, he explains that he's got a son and a daughter and a wife. And there's that moment when the woman hugs him. That there is a sense. It's not a hallmark ending. It's not necessarily because there's so much gloom and evil so present in this world that we're, we spend all, these, all this time in. But we have to remember, we have to think about the fact that there is love at the end of the story. There is love between the father and son as the father passes away. And then now there is a welcoming love of family and a true sense of family as this woman and, and, and man welcome this lost boy into their family. The final scene with the trout a couple different ways to think about it, but we like the idea of rebirth, that the earth is now healing itself. There's this renewed sense of what could be in the future. It's not just the bleakness of what was destroyed, but a rebirth of what is to come. And we're seeing that the fact that ultimately you cannot destroy nature. And if we think of nature as eternally good, that it might have setbacks. It might be disrupted. It might be completely destroyed at times. But the rebirth it is always present. It just might take a little bit longer than people need. In this case, this trout at the end of the book represents a rebirth of what is to come. And there's also other ways to look at it, which we could talk about. But I do think that when we analyze this text at the end of the book, that we have to think about the presence of love throughout the novel and while we also can look at other aspects of how, what this book means religiously and how we look at relationships between uh, individuals and communities and some of the messages that could be explored here, I want us to think about the concept 
that at the end of the story, the boy who sought out being good is rewarded with a loving situation and that the love that he had with his father does not die in the road at the end of this book, but continues on with this new family. And in a, in a story with so much darkness and heaviness, that there is light at the end of it, a rebirth, a renewed sense of what this means to exist, and hopefully a rebuild of a community.